and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Jacob lived in the land where his father had stayed, the land of Canaan. This is the account of Jacob's family line. Joseph, a young man, of 17, any 17 year olds in the house this morning, was tending the flocks with his brothers who'd like to be 17. Nobody, well there you go, that's just wonderful. The sons of, because you'd have to do year 12 all over again. The sons of (laughs) Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives, and he brought their father a bad report about them. Jacob loved Joseph. Who's loved this morning? Come on, who's loved this morning? Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children. If you were the favourite child in your family, that's a good opportunity to say amen right there. (laughs) Because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. So one day, Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph a beautiful robe, amen, a new coat. Who could do with a new winter coat right now? Come on, go and do it. (laughs) A beautiful robe. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. Joseph had a dream when he told it to his brothers. They hated him all the more. He said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain or bundles of wheat out in the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brother said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. Then he had another dream and he told it to his brothers. Listen, he said, I had another dream. And this time the sun and the moon and the 11 stars were bowing down to me. When he told it to his father, as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, what is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come bowed down to the ground before you. Verse 11, his brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Let me read another verse to you, Galatians chapter one, verse 15. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace. One of the things we wrestle in our walk with God is this sacred mystery called the call of God. The call of God is very difficult to describe. It comes with a number of complexities. Our function, our special purpose. Some of you have a calling to worship. Others of you, if we got you up singing on stage this morning, 
Well, maybe you're better suited in another area. <laughs> and we design, we have a shape, we have a gift mix that God has given to every single person. We wrestle with this thing called call in our 20s. Hopefully by the time we get to our 30s, we have a better understanding of who we are, our shape, our gift mix, our contribution. The call of God is so complex because it also comes with a geographical location. Where are we supposed to outwork this call? Sometimes calling also is uh, attached to timing. When are we to outwork the call? How long are we to outwork that particular call? Calling also comes with partnership because you cannot be what God has called you to be without partnership. There is no independent called person in the Kingdom of God. We are called the body of Christ. And so to fulfil your calling, you need to be planted and you need to be connected. It is an interdependent call, not an independent call. The call can be complex because the Scriptures say we know in part, we prophesy in part, we understand some things about our call, but there's many things that we don't understand. I heard a person describe the call of God like a sunrise and not a sunburst. That is when the sun rises, you get to see things little by little by little over time, whereas often what we want is a sunburst <laughs> where we can see everything in its entirety. But God calls us to this place where we see things little by little and it is called a walk of faith. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. He will direct your paths. One of the things that comes with the call of God, come on, you're doing okay this morning, is you get to notice a visible difference when somebody is operating in their call. When I get around certain business people in our church and I listen to their language and I listen to how they analyse the market, <laughs> and current conditions and opportunities, et cetera, et cetera. What's coming out of them is their shape. It's their visible difference. It's their passion. What is it? It's their calling. Get around people with the gift of mercy. Somebody like a Heather Cartini who just wants to pastor and love on people. You could almost call that a visible difference in her life. Every now and again, Stephen Lamb sends me a spreadsheet. <laughs> and this spreadsheet has lots of columns. It's colour-coded. And there's lots of numbers. And Steve understands what's going on in the financial dynamics of our church to a T. Why? Because that's his call. Yeah. 
That's his passion. That's his visible difference. Some people give them an Ikea flat pack and they are boss right there. They can just look at that thing and they know what screw goes where. Put an Ikea flat pack in front of me, that ain't good for my marriage right there. Come on somebody, help me this, don't judge me now. It's not good for my soul. (laughs) And it's not good for my relationship with other people. Some people, you give them that Ikea flat pack, I end up with about 36 screws left over. Theirs is just like, right, amen. (laughs) Some people are leaders. They carry a call to leadership, influential. There's a charisma. There's a fellowship about them. That's their calling. That's their shape. And we go through this journey in Christianity, discovering our call, discovering what's unique to you, revealed will and God's unrevealed will. Revealed will, of course, is His Word. Love one another, forgive, care, be kind, be compassionate. But there's this unrevealed part of the will of God that we're reaching, we're searching, we're trying to find, and we're trying to discover, come on church, our call. But there's nothing like finding your call. There's nothing like knowing your shape. There's nothing like knowing your place. Because once you find it, there's a holy stewardship that God calls you to. That's a beautiful mystery and experience a walk with Him. Joseph, he's called. And to acknowledge his calling, his dad makes him a beautiful coat. Uh, Some of you would know it as a multicoloured coat. Some things we know about it, some things we don't. Uh, We know that course, it was a beautiful robe. It had colours throughout. Some of your translations will say that it was an ornamented robe. I don't know what that means, if it had cups of tea attached to it, or who knows, there was just ornaments on it, bells, I don't know. All we know, (laughs) it was a beautiful robe. This robe distinguished him. This robe set him apart from everybody else. And in fact, we could say that it elevated his social status. This robe was used to demonstrate and show his prophetic destiny. And every time his brothers and his community saw Joseph in that robe, it was a visual aid to say he is chosen. There's something about your robe. There's something about your calling that when you operate in that space, you operate in that place of the call of God, it's a visible sign where people say, that person in that arena, come on church, they have been chosen. 
There's a favour that comes with it. For many of us, we're searching, we're trying to discover what this robe looks like, what this space, what this place actually looks like in our lives. For others, you've been walking in it for many, many years. So imagine this scene. Young Joseph, 17 years of age, has his brothers. He's the only one in his family with this special, ornamented, multicoloured, long sleeve robe. He's the man. He's been given something that none of his brothers have. He has a dream. He has a dream that they were out in the field uh, collecting bundles of wheat. You know the story. Uh, his bundle stands upright. Uh, all the other brothers, their bundles bow down to his bundle. Tells everyone his dream and whether that was wise, I'm not too sure, but this dream that he has gives him a picture of his future that God would use him to bring agricultural provision to his family and to his nation. Later, he has another dream, the dream of the sun and moon and 11 stars all bow down before him. It's a higher dream, a celestial dream. So we could say that that dream spoke about the rulership that God was going to bring him into, so provision as well as rulership. This dream that Joseph has is a vivid description of what would come in his future or what was to come. This dream that Joseph had imprinted something on the inside of him that he could not let go of. Now, watch what's happened in his journey when it comes to his call. He's been given a coat from his father. This coat separates him from everybody else. This coat is a sign of favour. It's a sign of royalty. It's a sign of who he is and what he's about to become. But God uses a dream to imprint something in his spirit. So you have, watch, the external in the call, but now you have the internal. So God uses external, visible signs of fruit and favour, but there are personal moments in God of encounter that dream came from God that put something in Joseph's spirit. Well, the brothers are freaking out because it's like, who are you? We like you, but we hate you. You're supposed to be our brother. And over time, the robe and the dreams that Joseph had absolutely irritated the brothers. Brothers would go about their daily activities. They would see Joseph in the distance. Their blood pressure would rise. Talk about increased stress levels. That's it right there. Grit their teeth to the point where they hated him so much that it became murderous envy. 
And in Genesis 37 verse 4, it says, when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak, watch this, a kind word to him. Uh, the word a kind that's used there is actually the Hebrew word shalom. So in other words, they could not say shalom to him. Peace be with you. They hated him so much that they could not even speak a kind word to him. You know that if you can't say something nice to a person, your heart's become very cold. Who knows what I'm talking about? But here's a question. Did they actually hate Joseph? And the answer is, is that people are very, uh, rephrase, they are rarely jealous of you. What they were actually jealous about was his chosenness. That's what they were jealous about. And in the call of God, when there's favour on your life, people aren't jealous about so <laughs> of who you are. What they're jealous about is your chosenness because they have a belief that if he wins, we lose. Not understanding the gracious heart of Father God who has more than enough for everybody. So his win, they interpreted as their loss. So let's watch what happens. Let's go on a story now, on a journey. That was the foundation. <laughs> Genesis 37 verse 12, then his brothers went to feed their father's flock in Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, are not your brothers feeding the flock in Shechem? Come, I will, watch this, send you to them. In Joseph's plan or God's plan for Joseph's life, the father now sends Joseph over to his brothers. He gets to Shechem. Some of you know the story. And his brothers were not at Shechem. And a man says they've actually gone to a place called Dothan. And so in total, you're looking at about uh, an 85 kilometer journey to find his brothers, watch this, all in his father's will. He didn't go out on his own accord. Come on, we're dealing with the call of God today. He didn't go out coming up with a plan of how he could reconnect with his brothers. He did all of this based on his father's request. In Genesis 37, verse 18, the brothers, there, there, these are heavy brothers right here. You thought you had bad brothers? These are 10 times worse, right? When they saw him afar off, even before he came near them, they conspired against him to kill him. That's not the kind of brothers you want in your family. <laughs> They were so filled with hatred towards Joseph when they saw the walking colourful billboard. <laughs> it was like a red flag to a bull. And the Bible says, 
whilst Joseph was walking over to them, they conspired to kill him. Genesis 37 verse 23 says, So it came to pass, when Joseph had come to his brothers, they stripped Joseph of his tunic. Of all things they did, they got rid of the visible sign of his chosenness, of his favour. I'm going somewhere with this now. You've got to stay with me now. They got rid of the chosenness. They got rid of the favour. They got rid of the grace that was bestowed upon him from his father, the tunic of many colours that was on him. Then they took him, cast him into a pit, and the pit was empty. There was no water in it. And they sat down to eat a meal. (laughs) Interesting to note, in Genesis chapter 37, the word brother is used 21 times. But there is nothing brotherly that's happening here. The Hebrew verbs are actually very close to each other in the passage we just read. They stripped him, they took him, they threw him, they sat down. In other words, the speed of violence. This was not over a sustained period of time. This was quick. Let's destroy his call. And they took from his body, watch this, the coat of honour. They took the symbol of favour and the brothers, in other words, were making a statement, we reject your destiny. And the visible sign of favour has now been taken away from Joseph. You have a coat given, favour given. You have a coat that's now been taken. But these guys, they're going all the way. They just don't want to take the coat. They want to destroy the coat. You know the story. Joseph is sold for 20 pieces of silver. And in Genesis 37, verse 31, it says they got Joseph's robe. Remember, favour, calling, visible sign. Slaughtered a goat and dipped the robe in blood. They took the ornate robe back to their father and said, we found this. Examine to see, watch this, whether it is your son's robe. They didn't call him their brother, our brother's robe. Can you see the coldness in their heart? They said, your son's robe. Come on now. He recognised it and said, it is my son's robe. Some ferocious animal has devoured him. Joseph has surely been torn to pieces. They took the robe, dipped it in blood, ripped it to shreds. These heartless brothers. (laughs) Because what they were trying to do was provide legal evidence to their dad that Joseph is dead so that the inheritance would go to them. This is 
the last time we actually hear about Joseph's robe. And how do we see it? What's the view? Stained in blood, ripped apart, ripped to shreds. And we have favour and grace and calling that was given, was taken, watch this, and now has been destroyed. The coat was symbolic and the, 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 the ripping, the shredding of the coat was symbolic of the threads of his life now scattered in all directions. And the external sign of favour has been destroyed. External favour, but the call is not just external because they can lie about you. They can cheat you. They can destroy the business. They can destroy many things and many things can happen externally. And this is where we find ourselves in the call of God when something that gave us visible favour, given, taken, destroyed. You doing okay? I know it's heavy, but it'll get better. Joseph, he did nothing wrong. I mean, look, maybe he shouldn't have been so uh, forthcoming <laughs> about everyone. Excuse me. <coughs> I was about to laugh and a cough came. <laughs> maybe he shouldn't have been so forthcoming about his dreams, but he was 17. He was a young man. So don't be too harsh. <laughs> Joseph finds himself with external favour, separation from everybody else. Now he's a nobody. He ain't got no Gucci coat anymore. It's gone. He's now in slave clothes, sold off, sent to Egypt. Ever been at a place in your life where all the stuff that gave you identity, gave you a sense of purpose, gave you a sense of meaning, gave you a sense of significance? Ever been at a place where it got taken away? You see, the external, the thing that gives us a stage, the thing that gives us a platform, one thing I can guarantee you in the call of God is that now and again, it'll come under fire. And it comes under fire because God is trying to teach us something. And that is a 17-year-old young man. He had a dream. And a dream of the sheaves or the bundles of wheat. Then the Bible says, then Joseph dreamed another dream, a celestial, 
rulership. Nobody could ever deny, particularly Joseph, that that dream came from God. External versus internal. And the call of God, we give ourselves so much to what happens on the external. But God removed it all and said, Joseph, I'm bringing you back to the place of the internal. They took his coat, but they could not take his character. 1 Samuel says, for man looks at outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the intents of the heart. Let me describe it this way. I'm 16 years of age and my first pastor, who remembers their first pastor? You never forget your first pastor. His name was Pastor Jim. Pastor Jim was called to go uh, by God uh, to, to the US and a whole bunch of things were happening. And I said, Pastor Jim, for the sake of memories, do you think you could give me one of your Bibles? He goes, yeah, sure, I'll, I've got a whole heap. I'll give you one of my Bibles. I said, well, Pastor Jim, I need you to do something. Can you just write a little note in the front there for me so I'll always remember you? So I'm thinking Pastor Jim's going to write in there, Jeremiah 29 verse 11, Brad, you're called. You know, I'm a young brother. I need some encouragement. Yeah? You're anointed. God's going to raise you up. He gets his pen out and he writes on there. Much fruit equals much pruning. Tall buildings equals deep foundations. And I'm like, what kind of word is that? I want a prophecy. <laughs> but the older you get, the more you realise that those foundational things in the call of God really, really, really matter. Because what God was doing in Joseph was stripping all the external so that the landscape of his soul could be exposed, focused upon and developed. And this is the difficult part of the call of God. It's a hidden reality between you and Jesus. I'm so mad at those people. And the Lord says, you need to forgive. Those brothers, man, they sold me off. I mean, yes, I was, you know, maybe wearing my coat a bit too often, but still who does that to their, their, their brother? Sold me off for slavery because character is where the action really is. And Joseph had to make a decision in his call. Do I choose forgiveness over holding a grudge? Do I choose to become bitter or do I choose to be better? Because Joseph had the right to be angry. He had the right to be upset. What did he do? He was just being 17. God challenges us 
Can you tame your tongue? Can you speak well of people? Because when all the external is stripped away, there's this sacred moment that happens between you and God and it's your character. Here's some good news for you. You can come from a dysfunctional family and be used by God. Joseph came from a dysfunctional family, man. This was as good as it gets. But what did he choose? He chose righteousness. He chose good character. And the real, the real stuff about the call of God is not your robe. I like your robe, Joseph. You look good today. But the real stuff is what's going on in here. It's the internal conversation between you and Jesus. If I could have the keyboard player, that would be great. They're not going to like you at times, Joseph. (laughs) Sometimes the odd person, they're going to lie about you. And the odd person is not going to treat you too well. But I choose in the call of God to live uncomplicated. And I choose Proverbs chapter 4, verse 25, to guard my heart with all diligence, for out of it comes the wellspring of life. How's your call going? How's the internal? External's wonderful. I mean, your robe, man, it's like it's cranking today. You look good. But God's looking at the intents of the heart. Forgiveness, freedom, better over bitter. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth leaks, uh, speaks. <laughs> What's coming out? Holiness. Righteousness, goodness, gratitude, praise, thanksgiving, blessing, honour, worship, gratitude for the goodness of our God. All this time, Joseph's character was being shaped, was being moulded, pliability, Because there came a day where Joseph had to go one-on-one with his brothers. He had so much power when he was elevated, he could have had all their heads chopped off in a moment. But what did he choose? He chose forgiveness. How's your forgiveness going? Come on, Joseph, you're called. How's your speech going? How's it all going? Come on, we come before the Lord with clean hearts, clean hands, all because of Jesus. And we do not want that stuff. Do not let that stuff get into your soul. Choose to be like Joseph, character over gifting. Amen. Our Heavenly Father, we honour You. We don't always get it right. We don't always make 
the decisions we should have made. But in it all, we come today with humble hearts, clean hearts saying, Jesus, we want You. This message today, you can look this way, is for people who feel like their robe has been stripped. For people who feel as though, I don't know how this is all gonna work out, but God showed me this thing. God put this thing in my spirit. This message today is for people who'll say, but in it all, I choose righteousness. If unforgiveness, traces of bitterness has started to arise in your heart, Joseph, make a decision today. Make a decision. I will not let them dictate my destiny. I choose character. I choose character. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.